hello, 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 and a hello, I guess, because it's still spooky season, I guess. Uh, welcome to the Animation Action Hour podcast, a uh, podcast uh, by freelance animators for everybody where we talk about animation and stuff like that. My name is Sam Palmer. I'm a freelance animator, and I'm joined as ever by my, my best mates, my cohorts, my fellow animation peoples, and general spooky all-round people, uh, Mr. Brian Hancocks. Hello there. And Mr. Dan Crew. <laughs> Boo! <gasps> oh, don't scare me like that. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh my God. Um, <laughs> how the devil are we? Uh, good. Brilliant. We are, we are, we are f- f- uh, furthermore into the, the month of spoop. And uh, yeah, mm, thoroughly spookies. enjoying the autumnal spooky goodness. Yes. Yes, the general spooky vibes are... Uh, mm. A quite quite profound this year which is really good it's nice it's getting a bit colder as well at night so i feel like i can get in i can light a candle i can sit under a blanket and watch spooky movies it's you know it's a it's a good a good vibe at the moment mm. yeah it's nice and chill yeah it's, it's a it's super cool ah. um, <laughs> Brian is currently being bitten by a cat yeah he wanted to sit on my lap for a bit and then was like nah i'm good out now i'm done now i'm, I'm, I'm finished with you Brian now is Catman because uh, he got bit by a radioactive cat. That's it. Bitten by a radioactive cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian now has the powers of a cat. He don't, he don't know whether he wants to go out or come in. That's it. That's that's it. And sleeping all day. That's that's all you. That, <laughs> that happened before. I mean, that was literally me before and dude before I got bit. So <laughs> probably just got oh. claws now. He's oh, always yeah. been Catman. That's. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fair point. Uh, anyway, before we go any further, um, just want to say thank you to everybody who has ever listened to this podcast, anyone who will listen to this episode, anyone who will possibly listen to anything later on in the future. Uh, you're all absolutely amazing. Um, last week's episode, um, where we talked about uh, Paranorman, uh, actually was quite successful. It did quite well. Um, had a lot of kind of feedback from it. Had some really good listens on there as well. Um, our D23 episode is still doing quite well as well. So a lot of people are sort of going back and checking it out, which is great. Um, so please, if you like what you listen to, just let us know. You know, drop us a review on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, you can drop us an email. You can tweet at us. Um, end of the show, we'll give all the links out and stuff for that. And just let us know what you think of the show because it's great that people are listening and we really want to, you know, as I've said in many other episodes before, build a kind of community about what we're doing and get people involved, you know, week by week and, you know, like in the homework subjects and things like that. And we just kind of want to keep that going a little bit, um, which is which is really, really good. Um, we're basically on pretty much every podcast device there is. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. Um, we're on Anchor. Um, we're on a whole load of the, the third party ones as well. Pretty much if you can get a podcast through it, we're probably on it. Um, yeah, so hit that subscribe button on there and just let us know what you think. Keep listening. Um, so, uh, Mr. Dan, uh, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I have been cleaning up. I'm doing uh, like a radio play at the minute, but like, like a fully animated one. It's sort of like a, a like a tidy animatic sort of thing, sort of putting images to the sound. And that's been a fun little project to work on. Uh, I've also been watching a bit of the anime that's come out. Uh, it's autumn season anime. So I caught up with My Academia, which I love, 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 love. That's like season six. And uh, the season three of Mob Psycho 100, which has just come out as well, which I adore the characters in that as well. So hopefully, uh, uh, schedule permitting, uh, I want to carry on watching a few things that have come out. Uh, Owl House, I've got to catch up with desperately. Mm. Yeah, that's doesn't it? Yeah, Amphibia finished a couple of months back, I think, and I really want to catch up and finish with that. 
and video game wise, I want to play the new Monkey Island and some sort of Resident Evil. Always this time of year, I want to play some Resident Evil. Yeah, I've got some first Resident Evil on the go. So mm. that's me <laughs> yeah, in a nutshell. <laughs> that's a that's a good shout. Uh, Brian, what about yourself? Oh, drinking his tea. Uh, <laughs> thank you for asking. Um, well, I've been planning um, some stuff for uh, the school children again. This time it'll be centered around um, Black History Month and the artists within that and like all the culture and stuff. Um, I don't want to give it away too much if anybody's listening. I'll probably be out after this anyway, so next week. Um, sorry. <laughs> brain, my brain is like everywhere at the moment. Um, but we're doing four different tasks. Uh, one of them I'm looking forward to is doing um, the, the freedom quilts. So that, that's going to be quite good. We're going to do paper cuts for that. Um, also, I've been doing a lot of commissions, like a lot of illustration commissions, and one f- even for a WWE wrestler, which come out of nowhere. So that's cool. I just want to say thank you for him for approaching me. He did uh, really well on his um, recent uh, match. I can't say much because I don't know him much. Uh, he's letting people know, so it's one of them. But he did really well, mate. Well done. Um, I wish I could move like you did. <laughs> Jeez. Um <laughs> I've also been doing some playmats, um, some more Digimon stuff. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, I've been setting up stuff for my son's birthday. He was three yesterday. Oh. Um, lots Happy of birthday. eggs, uh, Kinder eggs everywhere. <laughs> I'm ill of it. Um, a lot of bouncing, a lot of uh, monster noises we've been doing. It's been absolutely fantastic, but my brain and I need a rest. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping by um, mid next November, like this November, not next November, well, it's this one, but hopefully mid November. I have five minutes to let my brain just go, you know, just, just go off for a bit and one of them. <laughs> but yeah, Sam, over to you, my mum. What have I been in this week? Um, I've just had another week off work using up my holiday dates for my day job. Um, I've done a, not a huge amount of anything, really. Uh, it was my girlfriend's birthday, so we, you know, hung out. Happy birthday. Some... Hey. <laughs> uh, so we spent some time, um, you know, hanging out, you know, doing her, doing birthday things. And we went to... Uh, Went to play miniature golf, um, which was interesting. A couple, couple of weeks ago, we went to uh, we went to Birmingham um, to meet some friends for dinner, and we ended up going to Treetop Golf to play like the uh, the mini golf. Um, and then we enjoyed it so much, we realised there was one in Leicester, which is relatively close by me without <laughs> boxing myself. Um, so we, we went to Leicester to play the the mini golf there because there's a Treetop Golf as well, but there's two courses. So we did one in Birmingham, then we did the other one in Leicester. Um, but in those, we both uh, won free games. So we currently have a free game of mini golf each. So I think at some point we're probably going to go somewhere to play the courses again somewhere. Um, do Scotland. Some mini- yeah, we'll go to Scotland. Just do the, yeah, do do the like PGA top. Tour. <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep PGA, winning free games. PGA Tour of Treetop Golf. That'd be amazing. Uh, I, I think they're, they're, it's like a franchise type thing. So I think all the locations are identical. So, but it's still be it's still super fun. So at the minute we're on a little bit of a mini golf kick, which is interesting. Um, TV and stuff wise, um, we've been obviously watching Rings of Power, uh, which has been really good so far. If anyone has been watching that, um, I've been watching She-Hulk. Um, we've been watching Andor, the Star Wars series as well. That's really good. Um, I don't know if you guys have found this, but I find myself when I'm not prepping for the podcast i don't watch a lot of animation anymore because <laughs> i don't want to watch something that i'm then gonna have it's to talk about to be fair. yeah it's, it's, no, it's just fine it's fine in time for me like it's, it's yeah, sort of like yeah. i gotta lock myself in and when i do get five minutes to myself i usually yeah. just watch some crap on youtube or something yeah, yes and then go to, and then go to sleep like i've got i've got a, i know i've got to commit to x amount of episodes or something to a series so i'm like Ugh. and then i talk myself out of being a good sleep so 
Yeah. The usual stuff I watch that's animated is usually what some of the baddies watching. So maybe Bluey or um, mm. Twirly Woos and stuff like that. So it's, it's usually that kind of like preschool toddler um, things. I mean, a lot of it's really good. Um, so maybe we can put that on the topic at some point. But yeah. yeah, as for animation itself, not much. But I have just finished watching The Sandman and I am absolutely enamored with it. It's just. I need to watch that wow. so much. It's, I love Dan. Neil Gaiman. It, it, it's yep. it's just on the give list. It, Give yourself a week to watch it, and like I, I literally cried like more than two or three times. Like I, it just. I know it's like, it's like one of the things of beauty, and I really want to experience it. So yeah, I'm going to sit it, it down really and have is. a go at that. Yeah, because mm. yeah. I'm terrible at reading. I'm no good at reading, even with graphic novels. Like I'm just, I'm just, I'm really bad at reading. People, you know? Like 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 retention of information, reading. I'm terrible at. But like it, now, it's been like. Like I've seen some of the visuals, it looks like amazing, and like the the scale of it's going to be, yeah, really looking forward to it. The last bit, the last episode actually has animation in it. Actually, has an animated tale in it. Oh, there we go. So, I mean, yeah, well, I did. I did. Um, I finished Primal. Speaking of animated things, and I have opinions. Ooh, and, uh, <laughs> I need to see that. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last episode was weird, but uh, I want to get to talking to it with you, lads. So we, I need mm. to like, like do a synergy with you. But when we break the Gendy seal, I really want to talk to you about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. At some point, yeah, that will we, we'll, that will happen. The floodgates. Um, yeah. I think because um, the last episode of She-Hulk is this week, and the last episode of Rings of Power is this week. So um, there's a whole bunch of stuff I want to watch. Um, if I get like the you know the odd hour here and there, like when, while we're having dinner or whatever, we've been watching a lot of old episodes of The Simpsons. Um, mm. yeah. We started from episode one, season one, and we've been going through. And at the minute, we're kind of, I think, we're about halfway through season six. But like, it's it's such a like because we watched some recent stuff as well, and it's it's just night and day. Like the the difference, like the amount of gags, like how many like how many gags hit, like the animation quality as well. There's some really nice animation in those earlier episodes, uh, and it's just fun fun to go back and watch that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's like season nine or something where they lose all of the uh, the writers near enough and yeah the, the sort of animation changes to sort of digital and you can sort of really tell this sort of like there's like a definite peak fall Shift. off there yeah, yeah. they've, they've kind the quality of plot- just tanks i can't remember what season it is but they've kind of plotted it to there was an episode where you basically find out that principal skinner isn't actually principal skinner and he's like assumed uh, the real yeah. principal skinner's identity Samson when he was in vietnam Armin Tanzarian. Armin Tanzarian. Yeah, and that's kind of what's sort of universally seen as the point where it kind of, after that point, it's like, well, why do we care anymore? And that's kind of when it dropped off. The jump the shot moment. Yeah, but like the amount of episode, like, oh, I'd say we're, we're halfway through season six now, and almost every episode has a moment in it that is like a meme now, like a big meme. Mm. Like literally almost every episode. It's it's crazy. Um and like, like it'll happen to me, me and my girlfriend in the kitchen and just like say the quote as it's happening on screen because like well that's, <laughs> that's just super famous now like like when he's sitting in the bar like this, the one that's used every Halloween now where it's Homer at the bar and he's like wait a minute something's something about this lesbian bar is wrong there's no fire <laughs> exits enjoy your death trap ladies <laughs> classic it's, it's so it's so good um yeah, so uh, I have been in a little bit of drawing as well. I've still got some private commission stuff that I've been working on um, and trying to get more into gaming. I've got a whole bunch of reviews planned. Um, so if I get five minutes, I'm kind of trying to write stuff or capture bits of footage for those because the, the big YouTube comeback is is still on. Um, I'm hoping to have something up for Halloween, but I'm not going to promise it because I know it probably won't happen. Um, but we'll see. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, today's episode. Uh, we are reviewing The House, which is a Netflix animated 
movie anthology type thing um which uh spoilers is is interesting i don't want to say too much on that before we get into the actual review uh, and then our topic of discussion at the end of the episode will be our favorite animated monsters uh so yeah it's gonna gonna be a fun one and we keep it with the spooky vibes so um i guess let's uh, just go and do a that stuff do a spoop <laughs> Okay, so as I literally just said before, that bit of music and that spooky laugh. Um, today's review is The House, which is a Netflix stop-motion animated movie. And I've been really unprepared and haven't got my notes up, so I'm just going to do that. Talk amongst yourselves. Da, 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 da. Yeah, uh, I tried to make notes, but I was kind of like with my family when we were watching it because I thought it might be nice to get like the viewpoint of my missus and the baby as well. I mean, it, it, it's not really for children. No. But it's not It's not offensive. You know, it's mm. not really that bad. I mean... This would um, have scared the, the hell out of me as a kid because I don't like bug-eyed stuff. I don't like eyes are weird with me. Like, it was very like, Wes Anderson, wasn't it? Kind yeah. of in places, yeah. Well, I think it's very, very fantastic Mr. Fox-ish. Yes, yeah. Um, I think... I think it, if it was like a, a physical release or something like that, I think it'd probably be like a twelve rating. I think it would probably be. It said twelve on the. Um, oh, okay. it did say twelve on the rating. Yeah, you, you a smack, a smack right on man. You got it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So the the house is a as I said, it's a Netflix animated stop motion. Um, it's basically an anthology movie. So it's it's three stories that all all linked by being set in the same house, basically over different either different time periods or. Um, no one's really sure from my research, really sure where it takes place, basically. So, mm-hmm. there, there, but it's like a historical one. There's kind of a present day ish one, then it's kind of a future one. But no one can say for sure whether it's it's supposed to be like linear, whether it's supposed to be alternate universes or any weird stuff like that. No one's really sure. And is um, it supposed to be the actual same house? Because I, I wasn't sure if it was or not. Because it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be the same house. Yeah. Well, okay. I, th- I think it helps it being that vague, though. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 when I when I get to my thing, I'll, I'll go into it more. But I think I think yeah. it helps it being uh, quite vague like that. I, just I assumed, to make I assumed sure it, was it was the same yeah. house. Yeah. Because yeah. it had the same I mean, stairwell and the same hallway shots all the while. So. Yeah. I mean, it's had, it, it seemed like that to me. I mean, especially with like the first and second parts, because you got like a slight overarching bit with the start of it, like outside with the bin and all the items and stuff. But I thought maybe it like got set on fire and it, it you know, they just somebody just copied the house because it was like, oh, that's interesting. Because it seemed to like move place. But then I was like, actually, when modern things change, you know, things go up around houses as well and other buildings. So yeah, yeah. ignore my ignorance. And it yeah. survived. It survived that flood in the third episode because like it's up on a high hill. That's what I thought. So like, it, yeah. like positional wise, that's I, that I, makes sense. I think yeah. I, I think the way the way I read it, obviously, I'm, we're jumping ahead slightly, but the way I kind of read it is it's kind of it is supposed to be a linear passage of time and about this this one particular house and yeah. things that and the people that inhabit it over time um but obviously each each segment is well leads me in uh directed by uh paloma bazer um emma de Swaif and nikki londra de bear i probably butchered all those names uh, because the three sections obviously have three separate directors um the overall plot of the structure was written by uh paloma bazer um, but then um emma de Swaif and uh, nikki lindroff de Be- von bear um, all had input in their story for their particular sections they directed as well. Uh, and it the cast is basically, I'm not going to go through the whole cast because every segment has its own completely own cast, but there's some standout character or actors in there. There's um, Mia Goth, uh, Claudie Blakely, Matthew Good, 
who else we got? Mark Heap was in it. Miranda Richardson, Jarvis Cocker. Wait, um, <laughs> Jarvis Cocker. Really? Yeah, Jarvis Cocker was in it. Um, he was the guy um, in the second, the main character in the second one. The uh, housing estate. I thought, dude, yeah, the, the, the voice somewhere. Yeah, that was that was Jarvis Cocker. Um, yeah, there's it's got like a really kind of big varied cast, which is quite cool. Yeah, I was surprised um, by the names in it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it wasn't like it's not like big big names, but obviously it's people that are sort of known. Uh, and it was uh, animated by Nexus Studios. Mm. I went to a, a talk by one of the lead animators on this. His name is Tim Allen, I think it is. Not that Tim yeah. Allen, but like, uh, yeah. And uh, he was a really cool guy. Amazing, amazing, amazing uh, stop motion animator. Mm. It was all it was all British production, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going to be a series originally, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, I think they wanted to do it as like a like a mini series type thing. Um, but they produced these three um three segments which are basically about half an hour long each so they could be series episodes um but they just put them all together as like an anthology movie which i think still works quite well um okay so i think the best way for us to talk about this is probably to talk about each section independently uh so you've got um part one part two and part three so i guess we'll yeah just talk about them in order and just sort of see what we think of each one then at the end we can sort of round up and see about connections and things like that just to yeah, see yeah yeah how we got on um i'll so be right we- back <laughs> yeah, so Brian's, to, Brian's got to disappear and uh, sort his cat out. But we, uh, we we can we can we can we can sail this ship uh, on our own. We, we can we will, we will, we will steer the steer the ship as best we can. Cats okay, got to so, be fed, you know. So part one uh, is a family are gifted a house by an odd architect man, um, on the, the proviso that they they move out of their own house and live in this this complete house with all the furniture everything included because it's all part of this. Uh, architect's grand vision um, but they, the house basically keeps getting rebuilt so they, they'll go to sleep and wake up in the morning and the house is rebuilt in different ways and um, the people that well, the people that have been asked to live in there, the family are becoming more and more part of the furniture shall we say mm-hmm. uh, so um, Dan what, what did you think of the first part uh, I Kind of, I liked it. I, liked, I think it was the most horror of the of the three stories. Mm. Um, it really had some weird moments. There's nothing more weirder than a house with no stairs. Like I used to go building mm. with my dad, and like if you walk into a house and there's no stairs, it's like you can't go upstairs or downstairs or escape or something like that. And like the little, when the little kid and uh, baby sister gets stuck and they can't get down the stairs, they're just like they look day like that. Mm. Uh, the faces are really weird, like they're like shrunken little faces. I was saying about the eyes, the eyes are didn't yeah. look like they really bug me out. Um, and again, in terms of the story, it had a nice twist at the end, sort of um, bringing the whole thing full circle. But with, with each of these tales, though, I think there's like this, there's like this meta narrative on the go here, and mm. I, th- I felt like this one was sort of about greed and possessions and wanting something more than you can have, mm. and eventually that greed just takes you over and you sort of. Like you sort of get punished for it almost because like when his wealthy uh, relatives come over and they're really arsy, but he gets really jealous and put back, even though they've got quite a nice life, even though they ain't got much. <laughs> yeah, like a penny all together, quite nice. But then, uh, what? Like <laughs> you do some silly things when you're drunk, but never get in a weird man's carriage and then accept <laughs> a, an architectural. Well, uh, fucking, not that we know of don't anyway. Do that. Free architectural house. <laughs> Yeah, if, if this podcast can give you any advice, don't go uh, get drunk and <laughs> agree to some sort of architectural demon 
sacrificed him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like I like that this because this house was literally built front and back. And this the, the like the architect of this 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 thing was just a nutter, and and I think that provides the sort of through line for the other stories as well. It's almost like The Shining. I think this house is it reminds mm. me yeah, of The Shining. Yeah. Perfections on that, didn't it? I mean, I've never yeah. sat through the shining fully because I usually fall asleep. I'm sorry, but no, the no, um, wallpapers, the old kind of um, framing and all that kind of stuff. Oh, stuff doesn't the, make sense as well. The, the ending the scene thing, like, yeah. no, like, like uh, the architectural stuff. That's that's the amazing thing in the oh, shining. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the shots where it'll go past a window or a wall, and that wall just shouldn't be there. Like it just makes no architectural yeah. sense. And staring people as well. Mm. You know, when yeah, they're um, and... like, building stuff and they're staring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every time they try and see someone like working on the house, like <laughs> just like just got laughed. Like it's horrible. Oh. And yeah, the, the, the big room. Uh, is it, what's the room from The Shining? But it's three oh seven or something like that. The golden room was it? I forget the name of the room. It's a number, I and uh, I, I can't it's remember the reference. Two and seven, three and seven. It's I like, can't remember. Like I yes. Yeah, like, like, peering peer behind the wrong door, and like uh, just just there's just something off about the, the way the camera yeah. follows. The, mm. how things should look and uh, yeah uh, and I really like how that sort of follows through with the rest because like the other characters in the other stories they have their own sort of problems that they deal with and we'll get to that but like it feels that this house just sort of attracts that because it was built from madness from a madman yeah and mm. that's that, that's almost like the horror element to it the main horror element it's like the house from The Shining was was yeah. built on dodgy ground <laughs> speaking of that like Sam you might not uh, might know this better than me but it's um, I can't remember where it was um, referenced to but wasn't there a, a, a place in like New England, like a house that was built by a mad uh, mad lady that was like kept adding rooms to that house to stop like ghosts chasing her or something? There um, is, yeah. It's the it's the uh, the mystery I'm... house. That's oh, it. Oh yes, I know. I, yeah, I heard that's it. what it reminded me of. Um, uh, I can't remember the the, the story fully, but it, it was you say it was like she was kind of like really anxious that something was out together, and she kept adding mm. new rooms so that like this thing couldn't find her. Um, I thought Sam would probably know because of his yeah. time in America. It's, so it's the, it's the Winchester Mystery House, That's which it. is in it's in San Jose, California. Um, oh, is it? I thought it was New England. Yeah, uh, yes, it's most spooky stuff. Yeah, it's considered to be the most one of the most haunted houses in the world. Yeah. But yeah, she is the um, the personal residence of Sarah Winchester, who was a widow of William Winchester, who uh, basically founded the gun company, like the Winchester yeah. Rifles. Mm-hmm. Um, and when uh, when he died. Uh, she sort of thought that she was being haunted, so she's kind of building weird shit in the house, <laughs> <laughs> like like staircases that go to nowhere and doors that open onto like empty space and um yeah all kind of all kind of weird crazy stuff. Yeah, see the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah, I mean, I I like I really really like the idea of this movie, the, the first part, the concept of someone building a house and then not being happy with it even after it's built so they're constantly changing it but the residents don't know until they wake up so it's a completely different place every time you wake up mm-hmm. or you go into a door one day and then go to bed come in the next day that door's not there anymore or that door leads to a completely different space or i think that's a really really good theory for like a, a concept for like a horror movie mm-hmm. oh, yeah. it, it, was, it was giving them feels like it wasn't jump scary it was just giving them them like stomach yeah. and like oh like like, like, yeah, like, up like your back sort of like settling eeriness i think i would yeah. call it yeah yeah Especially and, when the kids were like lost in the loft almost and they couldn't find their way back. That was just yeah. really, like, like the fear of being lost when you're a kid. It just really got that out of yeah. me. Like, and the yeah. baby's I mean, hungry and they're trying to find food for the baby and end up like sleeping yeah. sleeping hungry in the attic in that under that like burlap sack. And then they wake up in the morning and they're in like the ballroom. 
I know. Mm. Well, it's just it's just not right. <laughs> but it's, I mean, that's, that's why it's touching good. on what Dan said about sorry, dude. Touching on what Dan said about the people's um, like designs and stuff like that. They had really small faces, didn't they? And I think that's something yeah. that kind of obviously it's unsettling and it's designed to do that because when you're looking for emotion, the th- thing you look for most is like the face. So if they've shrunk and all that, so you can't kind of discern it as well. Maybe mm. that was part of the old kind of psychological warfare yeah. that he wanted to fight with I people. Think... With, uh, but you know. It seemed like it was everything in the first part, especially, seemed really kind of handmade and tactile, like the logs in the yeah. fireplace, the when he is handed the contract yeah. and the pen, everything was like knitted or sewn. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just, made of like material. And um, in in the other parts, it won't it wasn't there, but the first part, everything no. was like that. But then even the characters seemed like that. They they looked like handmade characters. Yeah, like they got like the fuzzy bits coming off them and. And the, the eyes were well. beads and stuff. Yeah, the the fire was kind of like like cotton wool almost, like yeah, mm-hmm. coloured. Um, everything seemed really kind of tactile, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, mm. I thought that was to add because this this is the old time, old, mm. old times. What would you call it? Past yeah. the past period. So I yeah. don't know if that was a a, a a cognitive choice to make it like that. So it looked old fashioned almost because like everything was handmade and uh, yeah. as you move forward in yeah. time, everything becomes a bit more synthetic, maybe. Yeah, Maybe. I think it was definitely done purposefully. But I just really like that. Like really like the um the whole visual of that and everything being kind of very very handmade and sewn together. And I put a uh, tactile was the uh, <laughs> the description I put in my notes, which I thought mm. was quite cool. Um, also with the in regards to the animation for the it was pretty much the whole thing, but especially in the first part, like I've said it before about stop motion, especially with Leica and how smooth and smooth it is. This was almost like like a standard, like it almost seemed like one hundred percent, yeah. It almost seemed like it was rotoscoped. Obviously, I've never seen film reference and stuff for it, whatever. Yeah, it almost seems like it was animated really clearly to reference, um, and I I yeah. really like that. Like it's because these kind of handmade like rudimentary puppets, like sort of thing, like you know you could hand make a doll for a child or whatever, like especially back in like the eighteen hundreds, where that's the sort of thing they would do. But then to have it move so fluidly. No, yeah, I, the armatures really, have really been enjoyed. really. The armatures are really good. Like I say, you look like you look like a bendy sort of a doll thing. You think, oh, am I going to get that moving? But like I say, it just must have been built really well because everything yeah. just moved really smooth, as you said. The standout animation bit for me was when she bends down by a. She kneels down by her dad and like tucks her skirt and, and kneels by him while, while he's trying to get the fire going. Yeah. I thought that was, that was a gorgeous bit of smooth animation. I was like, ooh, that's good. <laughs> I love the stuff with the baby. I mean, on as well. the baby. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Brian. There you go. <laughs> No, 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 same. I mean, you're probably going to say the same thing. The weight to the child, um, to Isabel, the baby, when she was, like, crawling and stuff. I mean, like, for reference, like, watching my own Babby and, like, um, friends, cousins, stuff like that. Um, just the way they watched how the weight was proportioned when, like, them the crawling and stuff. It was fantastic, mm. dude. Yeah, um, Sam? It, it was that, and then it was, like, when, like, like either the mum or whether the, the girl was, like, holding the baby... Like the baby wasn't just sitting there looking; it was like looking yeah. around, or like it, it noticed its own hand and start moving its own hand around and just doing stuff a real baby would yeah. do. All the subtle stuff, yeah. Just, yeah. just there's so much subtle, tiny little animations going on. It's take big gestures or big pose to pose stuff. It's literally just like the like, again, like little hand movements or little like hesitations and like human stuff that they programmed and well uh, programmed, I say, like built into the animation stuff. Just uh, mm. amazing. Yeah, I did. I, I I might have laughed when the baby fell down the stairs on a bed person. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, to be fair, I did as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. When when the baby climbed out the crib and was like crawling down the corridor before it went into the the door where it fell down the stairs, 
Um, yeah. As it was crawling, um, my girlfriend turned to me and were like, oh, look at the little baby feet. Because you can see that it's like the feet were like moving around as it was yeah. crawling. And like it's, it's on yeah. its knees, like it's hands on its hands, obviously, but more on its knees and on its feet as it was going. And its little little feet were in the air sort of flopping around. Um, yeah, I think that it was just so well done, like the the animation, especially on the first part. I think I think because these these things look so like handmade and unreal. I think the fact it moved so realistically was just really, really a cool like just ju juxtaposition for it. Mm, it was visually so, arresting like that. Yeah. 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 yeah so I, I thought that was cool. I think there's a little bit of a kind of almost like an uncanny valley level to the animation of thought, especially yeah. with these weird looking puppets. Yeah. The fluidity yeah. of the anything the with the faces. Like said, was, mm. Yeah. It's like I say, it's the winds to the soul in it, these bloody faces. Mm. And then uh yeah, just really not no, I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah. like, like, I mean, not that they say yeah. it's, it's, it's bad, but like it's, it's really, really built and like stylized and really good. It's just not, I just don't like it. <laughs> and I think that's, that's the, the point of it. <laughs> the architect von Schoenberg, was it? Um, or Schoenberg, something like that. Um, a little laughing the devil guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I called him uh, Jimmy Savile just to like kind of. <laughs> but, um, like Lord, Lord Farquaad. Yeah. <laughs> he did, yeah. Um, when he just appears as that giant guy behind uh, Mr. Thomas, and he's, uh, or when he's appears yeah. like, oh no, there's a massive face with the toys. But what, that massive bit when he comes out of the darkness behind Mr. Thomas, he's just like, <laughs> and he's just like, what? Uh, yes, supernatural being, definitely. Um, and it's the fact that like he found him on the um, on the road by himself, as most deals with the devil you're usually kind of made. I mean, there wasn't a fork in the road, but it might as well be. And it's, I think that's quite nice how they've kind of nodded to the old um, traditions like that. Mm. Yeah, the the bit where um Mr. Thomas goes hysterical, like he's there and he's like been drinking mm -hmm. and he's like, I I'm just reading the script, I don't want to do it now, but he's, he's like going absolutely yeah. like mental. Mm. That yeah. bit was like proper chilling for me. I was like, hey, he's just insane. Well, this guy that's been sorting that sorting stuff out for ages, and then he's he's just going absolutely bedlam in a room on his own. That's yeah, <laughs> just an like, actor. I'm just an actor. I didn't want any of this to happen. Uh, it was like the the, the actor put in. I yeah. don't know which actor it was who played in, but like God, they put a shift in. Like because I, I was like mm. genuinely like, uh, what's mm -hmm. the word? Like like not put off, but like oh, <laughs> took taken aback by un unsettling. Yeah, I guess you know yeah. when Mabel asked about the staircase. Um, did, when he said was, um, he's, he was quoting the question if like somebody was real, didn't he? He was like asking. I, I don't know if that's if he's wondering if the architect's real because the way he was going, he says like, oh, it's, it's not real. It's just in my head and stuff and. I thought, is he thinking that he's the person that's like put on himself? But when he says he's an actor later, it's like, well, is is von Schoenberg or whatever his name, the architect, an actual real person? Because it's such a, because he's supernatural. Hmm. But or, or is he like made from the minds of others? And it's just kind of, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, could be like the manifestation of greed or something like that. I don't know. But again, yeah. it's, I think it's left vague on purpose because it, it. Yeah, it needs it, to be left vague because it was. It gets you thinking yeah. like this, doesn't it? And then that, that adds to the sort of like thing of the way too often in horror stuff, they just you know, explain stuff, which is annoying. So. Yeah, never yeah. explain things. It gets mm. boring. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's the joy, isn't it? So you can just kind of. Um, do it yourself, come up to your own, mm -hmm. your own conclusions and all things like that. Yeah, it makes it worse when you when your head starts going thinking about stuff and that like, yeah, mm. you know, when you're like, oh, what what is the unknown, the terror of the unknown? Mm. That's the yeah. best thing to work well, with. Yeah. Um, Raymond, who was the uh, their um, this is their kind of liaison, wasn't he? Who ended up freaking out in the house? What was it Raymond? I, I, I can't Raymond? remember. I thought um, it was Mr. Thomas. Well, Mr. Raymond's Thomas was the dumb. dad. Oh, it was Raymond the dad. Oh, okay. 
yeah. Oh, and, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Thomas, Thomas was the guy. He was Mark Heap, Mr. To- uh, Mr. Thomas. That's such a familiar name. What did he play now? Um, he is most known for being in he's Brian in Spaced. I think I know him. You ever seen Spaced? Um, the, no, I, I need to watch it. Oh. Um, he, have you ever seen think... Friday Night Dinners? No. Okay, uh, you'd know if you saw him. He's yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. He's a well. He's yeah. sort of a well-known like English. I'm gonna just Google it. I'll Google. Yeah. Oh, because Raymond, Raymond, the dad, he was Matthew Goode, who was in what? Got distinctive face. Yeah, Raymond, the dad, Matthew Goode, he was a uh, Ozymandias in Watchmen. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, he's um, uh, him out of um, Green Wing. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's on like um, Big Train as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's been in a been in a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, j- jolly good performance, Mr. Marquis. If you're out there listening, I know you are. Yes, if you're listening, I hope you are. That'd be amazing. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Um, yeah, so the, the, <laughs> first, the, the first part was was Marshall. really really good. Anything else wants to add on the first part before we move to the second one? Um, much. Oh, I, mean... I think, I think from my point of view, I think it was the the best of the or the strongest of the three parts. Yeah, I'd probably say it was yeah. the best of the three parts. Actually, lead with the strongest, I'd say that yeah. that's definitely the not, strongest. I'm not yeah, saying the others were were bad. Like I really, I did really enjoy the whole thing, but I think this is the strongest one of them. I think it's got I think a it's, solid concept. I think it's because I came in wanting horror, and this was the most horror flavored of all the three. So yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So um, we will move on to part two. Oh, I'm, I've literally just got the IMDb open and the, the parts have got names uh, and they all yeah. rhyme. Um, so part one was and heard within Elias spun. And part two is the lost. The lost is truth. that can't be one. And then part three was uh, listen again and seek the sun. So they're all like rhyming. So the second part is the lost is truth. That can't be one. Uh, so this one is a property developer in the house who lives there, uh, like a little mouse fella, and he's basically trying to renovate the house to sell it. Uh, he holds an open house, and these two people who seem quite interested in the house uh, don't leave. Um, and he ends up trying to get rid of them and going a bit nuts with it. Uh, then it ends up he's basically stalking his... He's been on the phone the whole time. You think he's talking to his wife or his girlfriend or something. He's basically just phoning his dentist. And he gets the police come and stop him um, from stalking his dentist, basically. And um, you his house gets infested with bugs who these weird visitors who come to the house and don't leave might or might not be giant bugs. Who knows? They just uh, resemble them, don't they? Like, yeah. Silhouette like. And then at the end, <laughs> but they are family come in and they eat the house. And then he turns into a proper little mouse rather than a kind of walking, talking developer mouse. It kind of reverts back to primal form. Um, yeah, this this was um, this was probably the I'd say the weakest of the stories. I mean, I just, again, I still really enjoyed it. Uh, Jarvis Cocker did, mm. was the voice of the mouse. Yeah, I really liked his performance. I, I like Jarvis Cocker anyway, and uh, I love mm. that he, did, he does the song in the credits as well. Uh, yeah. it's very, it, the song in the credits is very duck diving. If you've ever listened to duck diving by mm. uh, Jarvis Cocker. Yeah, it's it's basically the plot of the three movies in a song. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love his, I love, I love his narration and song. Yeah, uh, that he, way. He talks in the song. He talks about um, like the house rebuilding the house while they're inside and stuff like that. It's all ly- different lyrics that sort of relate to different. Yeah, uh, what different is a house? It's just thing. bricks and what makes a home a home. Yeah. What's a house? A house and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
for, for me, one of the interesting things, because I watched a few videos on um, this after I'd watched it and uh, read a, a couple of bits and dabs. And uh, the interesting thing I thought behind this was like, it's all to do with his mental health because mm. the, the insects going everywhere. That's like uh, when you start seeing ants everywhere, that's supposed to be like a, a thing with your, your mental health going and mm. uh, stress yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, obviously the, these weird visitors turn up just at the apex of like he's trying to do this sh house show. And everything goes tits mm. up, and then there they are, just banging the room. There they are, and it's it's there that like the crux of like his almost mental breakdown, and then he starts like sort of dealing with them and starts like trying to trying to make sense of them and stuff, until finally he has that big sort of turn at the end where it, it turns out he's been hassling his dentist, which mm. is insane. Uh, almost like funny, but at the same time like, whoa, are you all right, man? Mm. And you can't help but feel for him. And at the end, when they got that that weird, like everyone's like clapping him, it's very end of Evangelion in a weird way. Yeah, where he's, yeah, like, yeah. He's, yeah, like he's walking into the house and they're all clapping him, but all of a sudden they start clapping in sync. That was a moment. I was like, oh yeah. no, no, and they had no. extra arms. Yeah, they all like, had extra yeah. arms. Clapping, and then, for, then, clapping yeah. fucking vertically. Like no, 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 no. None of then this. all the, all their clothes <laughs> tear and they just start eating the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's like his. That's essentially that's his mind just going to shit, and, and you see him just go feral at the end, like he's literally just succumbed to his mental illness or whatever's hurting him. Mm. And uh, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, I, I, I like that sort of aspect to it. Mm. I can I can I can see that sort of like thing. So yeah, yeah I, I thought I thought it was interesting, an interesting little character study. I, I enjoy neurotic characters for some reason, as I said before. You I think the... it's in, yeah. Dance sequence as well, so that and that's quite the most yeah. to place part. But it, it's like he says, that's almost part of his mental health. Going, okay, this is the shift. This is when the entire thing turns. Yeah, uh, and uh, not to not to put a, a, a smiley face on mental health issues and that, but that was really fun. Like, to, like oh it, no, it's yeah, it was the baby. He, he, like, he was bouncing with it. He was watching it with us. He was just like clapping and going ladybirds because he thought they were ladybirds. <laughs> so yeah, it. It, it, like one of Looney Tunes characters just because absolute. Apes and all and all things are off the table. Like here we are, we're going. Let's go nuts and uh, yeah, dancing cockroaches and stuff. Very sledgehammer. <laughs> With yeah, the, yeah. So you say there were there were like fur bugs. Went to, um, Joe's like apartment, the... didn't he? Oh yeah, a little bit. Joe's yeah, apartment actually. Fur beetles. <laughs> yeah, fur, fur beetles and their lava or whatever, which I don't think is a real thing. But um, but I, I didn't know um because he's he finds that like um he's like he's low, he's like Siri or whatever is talking to him and telling him like. The life cycle of these bugs and how to get rid of them or whatever yeah, yeah. like through his little computer and then he's running around with the hoover and with his um his like it's like a, a powder type thing like like, yeah, a poison. Bug, like a bug poison type thing i didn't know whether like that had poisoned him and that mm. from that because from that point on everything goes a little bit more crazy so i didn't know whether he'd been like he'd been poisoned and his kind of his mind was addled and or he had like guilt for killing all these bugs or whatever and that's kind of what turned him like set him over the edge. I mean, hmm. what was interesting was in one of the transitions, the, the shot when it goes like from him going upstairs to downstairs and to the basement where he's like living. You see all the bugs infesting all like the uh, lining and stuff like that. And um, yeah, all the insulation. It reminded stuff. me. Yeah, it reminded me of an H.P. Lovecraft um, story, which is um, is it Rats in the Wall? Hmm. And it kind of, it kind of plays very similarly with like uh, the mental health and all that kind of stuff. And it's. I also think it might be each one of these kind of like jumping ahead again and backwards but each sort of story seems to echo each kind of character trope in the sense of like he seems quite cheap and quite um skin deep like mm. look at where he's sleeping he's not got much down there and like everything's built cheaply and he's trying to save as much money as he can and then he's like pretend to be like this um Dell boy trying to sell this mm. house and it, it, it seems like the house has echoed that like the character i don't know if that was 
I don't know if they're supposed to be like the same as the house or not. Like, every time, on it. I noticed that every time there were sort of insects and insect things going on, there were, there, like sometimes you would be triggered by audio. If you listen, like some of the stuff he was listening to, yeah. there was like the house, the, the economy's going down. Uh, there was some sort of radio interview about the economy going bust. So like then then mm-hmm. then the insects started, and then uh, he was watching like a TV program about house mold with the bugs, and that's yeah. when starting to get slightly worse yeah. and slightly worse. So I think it's obviously like he's trying to make something of this house, and it's not going well, and it's just stressing him out, and that's where it's it's it's, it's he's slowly turning and he's heading towards this breakdown. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the, the key moment was when he drops his phone and all the stuff he's programmed yeah. in the house goes shit. And that and that's when them two turn up. So that that's what I, I took mm. from it as like this. That, that's that's that they're a metaphor of these buggers. You know, I, I love them. <laughs> these these are the really weird. They're so weird. Yeah. They've got like yeah. a weird voice. Like, We're uh, extremely interested in the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, just, the lighting in the story as well. Like in each story, the lighting seems to like mess with people. Like it seems like you know where we got the light in the first one. And the potato face people just get really kind of enamoured with like the lighting, like Ooh, apart from mm. the kids. And then oh got, like, yeah, yeah. The lighting when it triggers um, the mouse um, dude. Do we have a name for him? I don't remember if he had a name. Um, it will be on the thing. Jarvis Cocker. Jarvis Cocker. Jarvis Cocker. Um, he's just known as developer in the credits. Oh, the developer. <laughs> and um, I'm not. Uh, there's a part in um the third one, but we'll get to that later. But it seems like the light or like. It has something to do with it as well, like when things trigger. But maybe that's just me reading too much into it again, because it's like a, an English teacher at a reading time. Like, what does this mean? And but it's 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 nice to kind of like look into it and like analyze these things. Hmm. Uh, one thing I don't think we touched on yet is the sound design. I think the sound design oh, in this God, film. Yes, I watched this. I watched this with headphones, and like God, the uh, sound design is is next level. Just. Again, subtlety and and beauty in in the sound is on all the little creaks and cracks and the scrunchiness of the insects and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Like I don't really do ASMR really, tear my thing. But like I was getting like again itchy and chills and stuff from the from the just the creaks mm-hmm. and cracks and tiny little details to the sound and stuff. I think it might be because I watched it with the headphones on. But like yeah, it was it was really really well done. Yeah, it it felt very. Like even though the, like the second part obviously is a, a mouse man and these giant bugs basically. Then the third part again, sneaking ahead a little bit. The third part they're all cats. Um, it it still felt very real. Like the sound grounded it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just just really really awesome awesome sound work. Like uh, how can I compare it? Like it like say it, it is almost like cartoony. Like it's a it's a stop motion mouse doing up a house. Like on paper, that sounds really cartoony. But like I said, the, the sound treatment on it, and the, again, the, the like how he pick up the hammer and like you hear, hear like the different tool noises, and uh, like when he gets he goes to bed and like, how he gets in the blanket and drops the phone and everything like that. It's just it, mm. it, 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 it's doing a lot of heavy lifting. Like the sound does a lot of heavy lifting mm. animation anyway. It's fifty percent of everything. Yeah, but like in this one, even more so. Like there was a lot of attention paid. I really picked it out. I think in the first part as well, because it's like this, this house is still constantly being built. So you've got kind of sound effects from that. But then mm. like, because it's when they're not building during the day, when the, you know, got wooden floors and then carpets and kind of mm. the sound of them walking on the doors, sound of opening doors and things. Um, I think who whoever did the foley on this, like did an outstanding job for like the sound design and the foley and things like that. Nothing seemed like canned. Everything was like, yeah. 
custom right. mesh sort of thing. Yeah, they're not they're not going for a sound library and finding stuff that'll match up. They're they're making stuff from scratch and they're making it giving it this really kind of I guess it goes back to the whole um like the textural quality of the puppet characters. Yeah. Like like they've they've built this world clearly like with their hands, um made made the puppets, built the sets and everything like that as well, giving it a kind of proper tactile tangibility, which is also there in the sound design. So you can yeah. feel this someone is someone isn't um it hasn't clicked a button on the computer to find a sound of someone dropping a putting a glass down on a table. Someone has put Wilhelm scream on the table in the studio. Yeah, there's no no like Wilhelm screams or anything. <laughs> Needed one. around in it. The soundtrack <laughs> of the first part was really good, like as well. I mean, the soundtrack in general as well as the sound effects were fantastic. But the first one, it was very, it swelled mm. so subtly and was just so jarring. Like when my um, when my miss and the baby was watching as well, um, Jesse was doing his own thing, and the miss was like. I, I don't I don't like this. I love the babies and stuff like that. But every time they come on, there's really haunting music. I was like, mm. Oh. Mm. It, yeah, it just kind of slowly creeps up on you. And the, I think people should be given an award for this like sound work because mm. it, it's just mm. next level. The, the, the sound mixing as well, because there's a lot of mm. shots yeah. where you're walking down a corridor. And I say, as I was at earphones, and I could hear stuff happening to the right of me, hear stuff happening yep. to the left of me. And I just mixed really well. Like the, the environmental work done, uh, I, I don't know how sound works. I don't do much sound, but like, yeah, how it was mixed. Like, like I, I was walking down his corridor. Yeah, 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 yeah like I, sound, don't know, I don't know the terms, but yeah, just really, really impressive sound work, like sound mixing. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I think just quickly touching back on the music again, just um, mm. from the very, very start of the film, like the, the the opening credits and stuff come up, and it's just this kind of like how to how to describe it, kind of like a like a tinkly kind of piano sound. Mm like like single yeah. key playing piano and it kind of it does kind of level you into a false sense of security because you're kind of like like because i didn't know what to expect i mean i watched the trailer but i didn't know what to expect from the actual movie itself it doesn't um, really give a lot away with the trailers and things yeah. yeah so i didn't know whether it was going to be kind of i don't want to use the word chintzy but kind of like a relatively low budget but you know sort of made with mm. a bit of heart so they kind of oh we got a pianist in the background music or whatever but that was just literally in the start and then obviously there's licensed music later on in it um there's a whole bit in the yeah. second part with it where he's listening to NERD on the, on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mommy, she's loved that um, bit, dude. She was, she started dancing herself. Yeah, um, and yeah, and there's like a, like a proper like musical score. It's not like a massive, like it's not like a twenty-five piece orchestra or anything. There's like a proper musical score there made with real instruments. Um, yeah, I think I think it was quite clever how it started with just the kind of little little uh, like piano twinkles, and then kind of obviously develops through that story, then through the other stories into a proper proper score I think the opening cool. animations was pretty cool as well they did the like mc escher kind of um thing when it on the opening like so stairwell when it was kind of like animated at the, at the very beginning of the film and it turns it just kind of like morphing into itself yeah, yeah. and i kind of got an idea for where it's going to be abstractly from that but um mm. when they also showed it at the start of every um chapter they had a clock at each one so you had like a mm. um little um, wind up clock at the first one, then you had a digital one, and then it was a sundial at the end. So maybe that's mm. saying like, and obviously we'll get onto it. There's a natural occurrence that's happened, which probably made them revert back to using sundials, which is really interesting. Mm. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, there was a, the those little interstitial bits. They're kind of like two D animated little, like almost like pencil mm -hmm. sketches. Yeah, they, they were really cool. Um, is it? Yeah, it's. I think that that was one of the, the main theories is this kind of obviously takes place over over time but then like 
are the is it the mouse character because someone thought it'd be cool for a mouse is it is part three mm-hmm. cats because it's part because it's a cat or is it that you that the world has evolved and rats have become the dominant species and evolved into sentient creatures and in the future because it's kind of like a post-apocalypse type scenario almost with the flooding it's cats have taken over and become the dominant species and it's yeah it's this there's a whole lot of discussion i found online about it like that yeah if you want to get dark like the black plague was brought by the mice who evolved and then the cats ate them because they're the next one up in the food chain so there you go (laughs) just like you're gonna get like weirdly grim with what could have happened yeah yeah so there's a whole bunch of different theories and stuff about it um but yeah anyway getting getting back to the the movies themselves i mean apart I do personally think part two is probably the again. I'm using the word weakest, but I don't mean it's bad. It's still it was still entertaining. It was still great. Like the animation was still really good. It was kind of really thought provoking. But I think if we're judging them against each other alone, like I think it's probably the weakest of the segments personally. Yeah, yeah, same, same. I because mean, I, I like the other two as bookends almost, and um, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I might have already contradicted myself, but we'll make it to the third piece. I think I think I like the third one the best, <laughs> and I'll explain in a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess we'll move on to the the third part then. Um, which what was the title again? Um, where is it? Yeah, listen again and seek the sun. Uh, this one is basically a the house has become like a uh, an apartment block essentially. Um, people rent the rooms out, and there's this uh lady who owns the house who's got all these grand plans about renovating it and stuff and then she has two residents left who live there who aren't paying rent so she can't afford to buy any of the different things to fix the house but it's also on the top of a hill in a world covered by flooding so whether there still are other people whether money still exists as a concept you know all this stuff is not explained it's kind of up in the air um and then one of the house's residents has a friend who comes to visit who's a kind of hippie type character who kind of changes their outlook on the world i guess um so mm-hmm. part three then um thoughts yeah this was lost, it? Mm. uh i this was my favorite because because it had the best horror themes for me mm. uh like i really have like a morbid curiosity about um uh, what would you call it? like a new nu- like a nuclear holocaust you know yeah. like i've always had the weird fact- world po- post-apocalypse post-apocalyptic yeah, but like specific yeah specifically that sort of stuff like I- i've always been uh drawn to stuff like when the wind blows uh mm. the day after and threads and stuff like that you follow you- yeah yeah and like what what society does after everything's gone and like the, the sort of like hysterics that people go into and what, what they do when they're in this situation. And like I said, the main character of this is just trying to renovate this house, even though there's no point in doing it, obviously. Like mm. you really feel for her. Like you, you wonder why she's not getting rent or why she can't get on and why no one's cooperating with her. But at the same time, she's not healthy in the head. Like, like it's all mm. gone to shit, love. And uh, I, I don't like, I didn't like the, the hippie characters at first because they're annoying with the bloody shack crystals and fucking didgeridooing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, lo- I love the apartment. Jeez. I love me a bit of Mongolian throat chanting now. That was epic. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, right. I love that bit. yeah love, love a bit of that. But um, yeah, and they're, they're sort of annoying. But by the end of it, like, I was on their pages and was like, look, you've got to move on. Like, this is not the way to be doing. Like, you, you're stuck. Like, they were explaining it with their ways of, like, oh, moving on and finding your energy and stuff like that. But really deep down, they had the right idea. Like, look, you've got to get it, get out of this like like we've got to move on from this because you, you will die here look, the, the, the yeah. water is destroying everything like, it, it's this, like this, this, yeah, yeah and like, like you, you, phys- you physically have to move on 
um, because you're going to drown otherwise. But also you metaphorically have to move on from this big dream you have that clearly can't happen anymore. And you have to kind of make the best of what you have and make the, yeah. you know, go out into the world and see what else is it's out a there, I guess. message, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And also, there's there's almost like a personal thing there as well, where she's she's absorbed by work and she's not making time for her friends or anything. Like that. And I am mm. totally fucking guilty of that. And that happened uh, yeah. in the first one as well, wasn't it? It happened with like the parents in the first one. Just oh, we're not making time for the kids essentially. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and she, she she's so she's so absorbed with this that she has she she completely neglects that she has friends and she wanted to be with those friends, which she forgot almost. Mm. And like it, it does sort of end on a sort of positive way. She sails away with her friends and hopefully onto something better. But yeah, the, the the themes and everything in this, that the sort of bleak, uh, post-apocalyptic flavors of this is something I really like. I really gel with, and I really enjoyed it. So this was one of my favorite of the three. See, I didn't know if it was kind of a bit of um, like an allegory for almost like a purgatory type situation, mm-hmm. where they're, they're yeah, kind yeah. of trapped there and they're, they're not moving on because they, you know, they've got unfinished business essentially. Um, but then yeah. they realise that maybe they can let go and they can finally. You know, go go over that river sticks or whatever. Cats, <laughs> you know. cats infamous yeah. for being drowned, like yeah. <laughs> you know. So like you know, but the cats in the wet sack, bloody joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. To be fair, yeah, weird purgatory thing. When they like the fogging as well, I and mean, that that was like a weird moment. Yeah, so, yeah. that was. I don't know what happened there. I thought something was gonna. You know, the mist. I thought something like that was gonna happen when they're gonna have big monsters and stuff. I was like, oh, here we go. Cosmos actually, because it says the name's Cosmos as well. Mm. Uh, we're gonna have an HP Lovecraft situation where everybody's just gonna have body mm. and massive people. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, and was, I was waiting for a cat to fucking melt. <laughs> I was waiting for a cat to fucking melt when that mist coming. I was like, oh, here we go. Here's the fucking freaking <laughs> shit. And like, thank God it wouldn't. <laughs> I, I do think his like, as you said, like the the Cosmo when he first came in, I was like, oh God, it's when he's these oh, hippie hippie uh <laughs> magic crystal kind of type people um but then he's like oh he can be he can be useful around the house he can do a bit of carpentry to get in touch with you know to get in touch with how the house is and stuff um but then obviously he strips one of the floors of boards to make a boat for the uh the young lad who lives in the house as well and he like modifies the house to become a boat so they can get away so it's not like he's a handyman helping to fix the house he's helping to fix their lives by showing there's more than that out there and yeah i thought he was a like a really interesting like layered character i thought that was quite cool yeah yeah like i say completely took me uh subverted my expectations as i argue he's just gonna be annoying character then he's gonna just go or something like that but now i said that that turned out to be a deeper meaning Hmm. and it was voiced by from a greek mythology yeah (laughs) like caron that's kind of what i thought like he was going to be kind of like um yeah like the uh yeah the 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 boatman or the um oh there, there was one in um like egyptian like ancient egypt as well as an ancient egyptian gods um yes, like the, the, yeah, the hippo yeah. the hippo goddess or whatever that yeah. would guide them across i can't remember across the, the to the afterlife or whatever to the, the field of reeds and all that stuff um yeah so they that's kind of the vibe i got where like where he was kind of the uh but there's the guide wasn't he yeah like the guide to the better place or whatever yeah it's it's quite interesting you come out with that because like originally i didn't think about the purgatory thing until like you've just said it earlier and um, and when you said it, i was like oh um bartman situation the caron mm. and uh that's like a multi-layered meaning he's become more mystical but with cosmo being that like he wasn't as mystical and t- i mean generally at his partner was obviously the hippie person but mm. it wasn't until he arrived that he'd become cool become more um 
whimsical and more fantasy. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it was just kind of like a bleak um, flooding. What's going to happen? Nobody knows. Um, why are you still holding on to this uh, mirage of money's going to do anything? And you really need to eat some fish that Elias has just caught. I think it's Elias, is it? Or Elias? Something like that. I, I think it's Elias. Yeah. Yeah. Elias. He's painting, yeah. painting his renting fish he's catching. And she's like, yeah, well, I can't build can... things with uh, I can't build things with um with fish. I need need money. But then like you yep. need to she's he's basically he's feeding you because your obsession is kind of crazy or whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like it's weird. I don't know what point it is, but when it just completely flips on its head, you're like, Oh, hang on. Hang on, I'm annoyed yeah. at the wrong people and I've got this yep. totally wrong. I need to think about this like mm. a Mongolian enchanting cat. Speaking about the Oces again, like, re- like reflecting the, the people, like she's not really taking care of herself, it seems. And it feels like the Oces kind of reflecting that as well because it's just falling apart. I mean, I know there's obviously external means, but like the brown water coming through and mm. like the pace just not ticking and stuff. Like that. I thought it was kind of like, an alle- like there's a lot of allegories and kind of uh, metaphors in these. And we'll, we could speak for, about it forever, but I'll maybe. Am I thinking too much about them, like reflecting their owners and stuff? Or no, no, but that's, what, that's what these these shorts are designed. That's so you can mm-hmm. sort of overthink them and uh, mm-hmm. apply sort of theories and stuff. That's the, that's, that's, that's I just the don't sound like a twat. No, 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 no. no, no. That's, well, what this, that's what these films are for. I think like, they're, they're all is, kind of you know, they're all kind of stories of obsession, aren't they? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, allegoric in some way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely right. With the obsession is definitely the forefront yeah. of every like, story. Like the first one was like obsession with maybe having status greater than your own or being jealous of things other people have got. The second one was an obsession with um, maybe with wealth or with wanting to, you know, be seen as being something like, you know, like a rich property magnate. And then the second and then the third one was like uh, being obsessed with finishing something or completing something, even though, you know, it's probably futile. I mean, maybe that's the opposite of the other two, because the other two must seem like more wealth kind of based, but this one seems like mm. the loss of wealth. And um, what was the, the the poem that these three episodes make? It was, um, um, hang on, uh, and heard within a liar's spun, then lost is truth that can't be won. Listen again and seek the sun. Hmm. So some crystal money shit, man. Is that, <laughs> is that a reference to something? Hang on. It's, it's Have I just completely some... missed? Is it is it from like an actual poem or something? It could or... be. Let me let me let me, let me let me do a super quick live googling here on the podcast. Googly search. <laughs> well, while uh, while Sam well, was... googles that, uh, like uh, just ju- just on an emotional uh, front, uh, this third one really got me go- going. Like. Uh, two bits where she didn't she didn't know that he drew and he just drawn lovely oh, pictures of her. I was yeah, like, oh, that is, that is genuinely lovely. And then the bit at the end where oh, the, the the boat's sailing away, I was like, I was like, piss pumping. I was like, yes, yeah, yes, I love that because she's taking her project with her as well. She's taking her work with her, yeah. so she can she can complete it elsewhere. She's changed changed the sort of dynamic. Like it's no longer a project yeah. that's completely getting down. She can take it off and it's evolved. The project's evolved and she's evolved. I, I love it, that. It's like Cosmo was like saying like. You need to understand what's going on in the world, but you can take this with you. You don't have to kind of obsess. You can kind of let it free yourself, but you can still have the freedom to do this. You can still be um, yourself and you can take it yeah. with you. It's okay. Just, you know, you've got to move on a bit. Just change your um, perspective. I would say, um, yeah. what, what was the lyrics to a New Model Army song um, called Hi? It was, um, all these things we depend on so much, 
depend on angles of vision. Um, down in the maze worlds, you can't see what's coming. And I always remember that. And it's like when everything that happens like this, I'll go back to that song. Um, yeah, New Model Army, great. Um, oh, <laughs> but I always think whenever like these situations arise where I'm kind of like um, losing my kind of patience or maybe it's I need kind of, I need a fresh perspective. And I, that song always kicks me back into it. And that's what I felt watching that third um, chapter. When, as soon as she clicked, it was like, there's an angle of vision. There's a perspective that's changed. Sorry, going uh, a bit deep with music and stuff there. <laughs> no, 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 and, that, and that's why I, I, I enjoyed this movie. I knew, I knew I was going to watch this and then come back to you guys and see what you made of it as well because it just adds yeah. to the... Yeah. Mm. Um, it's nice finish. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the, 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 the titles of the episode are actually written by the, the writer. They're, they're, they're not from like a, an existing poem or oh, anything. Okay. Um, but I have just found a little, some information, I guess it's, it's all, obviously it's an article someone's written about kind of mm. what they think the, the each part means. Um, and they've said like the first episode is kind of um, how easily one can be taken advantage of in the search of happiness through material possession and how quickly this pursuit can corrupt what is truly important in life. Um, well, they're endless red flags yeah. involving the mysterious architect and the house itself. And um, both parents were more than willing to look past each other, look past each one in order to obtain their misplaced idea of success, even at the expense yeah. of their own children. Uh, and then, I mean, mommy's just yeah. seen that when when it happened. Mommy just goes, "They're not looking after the babies. They're like they're neglectful." Like as it went on, I was like, "I was like, oh, that's on the nose kind of thing." But it's it's true, true. Yeah. yeah. Um. The the second one is uh talking about um yeah like um the the house obviously um we're getting taken over by the the insects or whatever it's like a clear warnings all point to the importance of self and connection without human connection what stops us from being reduced to nothing more than primitive desires what purpose is oh. even left in life if we ignore our most basic needs as a means to an end that may never come mm. um in the event that this capitalistic goal is met at the expense of self what would we be left with to enjoy it um, uses a grim ending to urge us, urge us to see how quickly misplaced priorities in life can lead to a painful end and begs us mm. to place value on what's truly important. Mm. Um, while it's too late for both the original family and now the developer, we can learn from their mistakes and our own mental fog caused by social and economic pressure. Mm. And then the so, third the third part um, talks about uh, the power we all hold and the choice we can all make to break free. Yeah. What's the article name, dude? Just so I can give um, credit. This to... is an article from Collider. Um, oh, I will nice. put a link in our um, in our little group chat. Um, but it's called. If anyone wants to check it out, it's on Collider. It's called the House Netflix Ending Explained. So it's you know relatively straightforward yeah. title. But I'll, I'll put the link in our in our little our little group chat. Um, I'm always sorry, dude. Carry on. Yeah, and it's like um, yeah um. Each character could have achieved what they wanted if they'd been introspective enough. While we never have everything we want, it, although it's easy to become consumed in a never-ending climb to fiscal success, the true importance is in life it lies in who we share it with. Yeah. So they're kind of all stories of, um, yeah, again, it's kind of wealth and money and status and trying not to get too tied up in things that might never happen and kind of take stock of what we have now and the people that are around us, which I guess is... Yeah, and nice. three parts is like... In condition, yeah. 
Yeah, mm. the first one, the important thing is family, and the second one, the important thing is yourself, and then the third one, it feels like the most important thing is friends as well. So yeah, yeah, and trying not to get swayed by continual yeah. pursuit of money. Trying to, try yeah. to think and um, take take time to think about um, what life really means. I guess the third one. And plus yeah. working yeah. as well. I mean, how many times do we work? I mean, like we constantly work as um, animators ourselves and illustrators, all that kind of stuff. Uh, or, or retail as well you know yeah we constantly on that machine and we don't ever think it's i say don't i don't think we stop to kind of smell the coffee that often and mm. just give ourselves five minutes and i think these stories are very succinct in that and that message mm. it's it's so easy especially in our line of work like ignoring like day job build stuff but like in when yep. we're doing animation work like even when we're doing like full-time animation work it depending on what contracts and stuff we've got and um, it is so easy to be like especially if you're working from home just like well i need to finish this project i know i'll build them for six hours today but i'm going to keep going until it's done um because yeah. i want to get it done and at so the expense of like oh your friend called they want to go out for coffee oh it's it's dinner time with your partner but you know you can grab something quick because you want to keep working like it's yeah. so easy in this line of work just to kind of put that stuff to one side like not even a, a case of like company crunch or anything like that just literally like your own work ethic and your own kind of wanting to do stuff that yeah sometimes it like especially with animation and illustration and things it is so easy to kind of neglect your outside life to carry on with what you're doing and i think it Absolutely. is quite a good um it's quite a good allegory for just that sort of thing in general like ignoring the not ignoring it but kind of making sure you you're Pushing aware yeah you're aware yeah. of these things happening and you can kind of stop them and live a normal productive life i guess mm. you so know weirdly I introspective that, it, this episode <laughs> which it should be i mean there's not enough people that kind of give themselves um well enough self-love to be around others they love or out take time to do what they enjoy or just stop working because it's going to take us all to an early grave i, I mean I'm, with respect to everybody you've all got different jobs and different lifestyles but give yourself 10 minutes man even if it's something you like you honestly truly love like we we all love art mm -hmm. we all love animation whether we're doing actual animation projects where we're doing illustration commissions you know and anything like that, whatever our particular project is at that particular time we all absolutely love doing it and you know we want we want these careers we you know we've we worked hard we paid a lot of money <laughs> for like degrees and stuff to get to get work to where we're at um but sometimes you just literally just need to stop and take a step back every now and then yeah yeah detail to all that self care self care nothing I'll quite enough into that. That's, that's yeah. PMA. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so I guess um, unless anything's got, anyone else has got anything else to add, I think that's a good enough um, little message to end this segment on. Yeah. yeah just watch it. Just watch yeah. it. It's it's worth the watch. Worth yeah. the um, an hour, isn't it? It's only an hour. It's Great. hour and a half. Hour and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's half hour. Hour. yeah. It goes uh, very quick. Yeah. Really. It really did. Um, I think. I think to sum up, it's. It's because it's an anthology movie. It's not like the movie is great. Um, I think I enjoyed everything, um, everything that was there, everything we saw. Like I wasn't bored at any point. Everything moved really, really well. Like the pacing was really well done. Um, it's three separate stories, so it's kind of hard to judge as one piece. You kind of have to judge them each individually. Um, but I think on the whole, they were all very strong. Obviously, we all had different ones we preferred over other other segments. But I think on the whole, I think it's it was. A great kind of introspective little little piece the collection of stories and i really enjoyed it um and hopefully you will too and you can watch it with your kids i mean yeah my three-year-old watched it it's not too scary to the point where um it's gonna 
keep him up at night. But no. you know, it, it, it's let the kids watch it too. I mean, I know it says twelve on there, so I'll be responsible. Mm. I think know. I think um, in the second episode he says the word fuck. But that's oh, literally yeah, the only, yeah, that's oh, yeah, the I've seen in the, in the whole thing. And <laughs> um, it's a little bit of in the third part, she swears a little bit, but it's not anything super harsh. No. It's more kind of her frustrations coming out and stuff. But yeah, like it's no, there's no gore, there's no nudity, there's no like it's it's rated twelve. So I think as long as you're you've got kids that can handle like stuff from a twelve rating, I think it's definitely It'd be a PG to be fair. It's only got like twelve because yeah. it's got the word fuck in it. Um, yeah, it could it could totally be a PG. It would be like a nineties PG. Whereas yeah. nowadays it'll be a twelve. <laughs> yeah. Take watership, yeah, fucking watership down. Take yeah, no, that's, watership that's PG. Down. <laughs> Dan, don't mention that in the presence, man. If you hurt me. <laughs> Sam, you promised not to sing that. You I promised not to sing that near me. We got, we got to face it sometime, Brian. We got, to, we'll do sad month or where Easter. we just watch something we'll that makes us sad. For <laughs> Easter, we'll do Halloween. We'll do a watership down. No, we won't. We'll do Blue Monday month in January where we're all just miserable. <laughs> Can't handle it, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on that note, I guess um, we'll move into our topic. Do do do. I can't. I can't not do it. <laughs> yeah, it's super catchy. Okay, so it is topic time, um, and this week's topic du jour. Uh, is your favourite animated monster, uh, which I thought could be a, a nice, fun, easy topic. Nice, easy, breezy topic after the quite kind of sort of heaviness of the, the movie review. Uh, it's so, never easy to pick. It's never easy to pick. I mean, yeah, this was odd. Play, but I mean, the actual, like the chat yeah. will be a little bit more upbeat, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it will be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was fun. Though. I really enjoyed talking about the house. But yeah, this, this is going to be a different level of, of, uh, of fun. Um, so yeah, who who would like to go first with their monster? I think Sam should go first because you always ask us if we want to go first, yeah. and you never go first. <laughs> go on, so, I, yeah. I will go. For, I will go Should first. Reverse it. Um, <laughs> do it. Do it. Let's go. Uh, right. So mine is um, a bit of a silly one. Um, I, I did think for quite a while about this topic, and obviously I did the the kind of odd, like the the obvious logical ones that people would normally think of when you think of like animated monsters. Um, but I settled on. A character called Gossamer, who is a Looney Tunes character who was first uh, introduced in a 1946 Bugs Bunny cartoon called Hair Raising Hair, where Bugs Bunny is lured into the lair of a mad scientist and the monster is his henchman. He's basically this big orange, like furry monster, I guess, for <laughs> lack of a better description. Just always, isn't it? Yeah, um, like, yeah, he's a no big hairy like hench, like really Chicken wide nuggets. at the top, wide at the top, narrow at the bottom with big shoes. Yeah, he's got big, big, like, complex almost on. Yeah, because you, you called him. <laughs> like a hairy nutsack. <laughs> big hairy ball, look upside down. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's it. That's it. But he's, but, uh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's just thought Bugs Bunny, who's trying to escape from this uh, this mad scientist lair. Um, and Bugs Bunny's obviously outsmarting him in the way only Bugs Bunny can. Um, but I think he's just quite a fun character, because he's a monster, but he's not overly evil or monstrous he's just kind of like this big lummox who's just trying to stop bugs buddy from like leaving his laboratory um he uh yeah so he was first introduced in 1946 in the cartoon hair raising hair um he popped up again in a 1952 bugs bunny short called water water every hair you know bugs bunny um <laughs> where um the the mad scientist is looking for a brain for his uh monster character 
So he sends his monster to catch Bugs Bunny so he can put Bugs Bunny's brain in the in the monster, in the, the robot thing he's making. Um, he appeared again in Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century, um, where uh, that's the very first time he was named. And he was named Gossamer by Marvin the Martian. And he ends up sort of, he's now more associated in Looney Tunes as being like an associate or like a lackey of Marvin the Martian. That kind of Duck Dodgers kind of reassociated that whole thing um, but i think he's just a fun character um i love looney tunes and that whole kind of the the chuck jones kind of thing um and obviously his first appearance was in a chuck jones uh directed short uh yeah he's just he's just fun he's just a fun character and he looks really doofy and i think he's cool uh, his, his proportions just allow for just great like like yeah. chunky sort of like like, like he's, he's, he's just great henchman like just big hench mm. Hairy bug, like his arms. Is like, just, oh my, arms sometimes they pop out. Like yeah, big, he just, he just, yeah. Arms. yeah, yeah. He's got big, like big monstrous arms, big claws, but he's very kind of like almost like upside down triangle kind of shaped. And you said it like a, like it's a like big a hairy beard, upside basically. down bollock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just this big like big orange furry like triangle shaped dude with big feet who just stomps around and he has these big arms that come out. Um, but because he's covered in hair, obviously you can do things like hide the arms in. You can have him standing straight upright. He just looks almost like a like a big round furry shape and he can kind of move in all kind of crazy ways. He doesn't have kind of, I know it's a Looney Tunes, so he doesn't really have it anyway, but he hasn't really got, got, got the restrictions of being like a human based design, like a humanoid design. He can kind of get away with doing all kind of crazy animated stuff with him, uh, which is, uh, which is cool. Do the old classic uh, when he has to run away or run fast, just like a quick smear frame, then just do some hairs, just, trailing down in the air where he's yeah. uh, where yeah. he was and stuff like that yeah look i love that <laughs> yeah like dink behind quick and you're like a flip i mean i've just done it with my finger and you can't see because this is an audio medium yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as he, as like a couple of hairs that kind of like do like a like a, almost like a, a, a super yeah. big spin and at, at the top of the apex they kind of slow down and float yeah that kind of zoom away type thing with a, yeah. a smear frame yes and he's just such a like a cool like he'd be really fun to animate he's basically like a sack test with longer legs yeah. 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 Test. Yeah. The bollock really test. <laughs> the bollock <laughs> test. The bollock <laughs> test. That's when you're uh, <laughs> That's when you're in your mid forties and you have to go to the doctors, right? Oh, yeah, that, that's yeah. prostate. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> episode twelve. The lads get a prostate exam. Yep. The ball bag mm. episode. <laughs> the bollock episode. Yeah. The bollock episode. Hairy bollock episode. Yeah. What? So um, yeah, I, I think he's he's a really neat character. Um. I, I, with these topics i tend to i could think of my favorite but then i also think of something that's quite like not obvious because it's not going to be fun if i was like my favorite monster is sully from monsters inc i know a lot of that's a lot of people's favorite but i don't think there's a lot of discussion you can have there because it's an obvious mm. one yeah I, I do the same like i don't like just go look straight to the the first obvious answer i've made like i do one thing hmm, hmm what is actually like hmm, and like, have, have like a deep thing and try and go yeah, <laughs> mr jenkins from uh, scooby-doo you know, he's, he's constantly it's, always, it's always him. <laughs> it's, always him. Always him. It's, just, it's just always him. He's an actual monster. He's like a proper serial yeah. killer. We just never morally. Get to him, like, yeah. like if he was up to him, he would actually kill someone. But he just never gets so, too good to cartoon. I want to get away with it too without you meddling kids. <laughs> is Scooby Doo like the Thought Police then? Like you stop them just before they're? <laughs> has it gone full Minority Report? <laughs> the Scooby Doo Report Police. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, uh, I'm going to pick on Brian. Who's your mon- oh, monstrous pick? Because I've, I've, I've picked too many all the time. You know, I like monsters and shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
All monsters. So, like, is all monsters. I am all the monsters. So, um, God, I'm, I'm just going to say my favourite Digimon, because they're a bunch of monsters, aren't they? Dioboromon. So, I'll go with that one. But really, uh, Swamp Thing and Elboy and some of my big ones, you know, you, you, there's, there's too many. What are you going to... I mean, some of the CGI monsters I like from, like, Van Helsing as well, like the old werewolf and the, the Dracula dude and... Oh, yeah, I try to think of monster Yeah, like like vampire yeah. werewolf. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, thing. I was trying to th- think of my favourite versions of them, but there's too many of them to bloody pick. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what my favourite vampire animated vampire would be. Like, <sighs> God, Dracula from uh, Castlevania. Oh yeah, he's he a beast. Was, actually, he was very good. He was a bastard, or mm, oh, but he's really he was complex as well. He's a good really, bastard. Yeah, you know, he's, he's a lovable bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back I was like, same bastard again. I was like Dracula out of the rug to werewolf because he was sort of like bumbling, but at the same oh, time yeah. like like a, bit, <laughs> a git. But uh, yeah, yeah, a git. I, um, I'm <laughs> trying to think what my favorite, um, my, my son's favorite monster is. Um, we do watch the um, School of Roars, so all you parents out there, you probably go for that one. Um, or like a quick nod to Muppets because I'm. You can, I think the cousins of animation and really and the cousin puppets. Um, the, I'd say the animals are monsters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a monster. I'll, 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 I'll allow Muppets this time. I do love Muppets, though. <laughs> <laughs> Muppet Babies, there you go. It's an animated. Oh, Muppet Babies, um, that, that counts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> when I asked the missus earlier, she actually said the King of Monsters and Godzilla. And I was like, oh, okay. I did not expect that from her. But then she, and she was like, oh, Sully from Monsters Inc. So when you said that, I was like, she does like Sully because he's big and furry and like mm. me. Huggable, so <laughs> I, I, I do a shitting, I wasn't shitting on on Sully. No, I'm like not. Sully, but I mean, it, for me, that'd be it's like a, that's a really obvious, the most obvious. Yeah, yeah, that, it makes sense. I mean, um, another the other monsters like um, the, the the Gorgonites from Small Soldiers. I, I could, like I said, yeah. there's oh, lots of yeah, monsters. Yeah. I could go on about it. I mean, like it's it, how, how long's your day, mate? <laughs> but um, I think I'm gonna go with um, Diaboramon from Digimon, the big scary guy from the the first. Um, American film, we'll say, but it's like cut into three parts in Japan, and it's um this um horrible spirit kind of. Um, he's the main villain, is he? You know. Yeah, yeah. He looks like the. He's kind of like a, a mixture of like an Oni vibe with like um like a spider and like um the Babadook kind of. But this is before the Babadook had a film, the Littlest Babadook. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll speak about the Littlest Babadook a bit later. Um, but yeah, um, just like that stuff. Um, do you want me to speak? Uh, tell you about what some of our um listeners have um requested. Oh, I would say requested. Yeah, go, but, well, whilst we're, whilst we're in the mess drawer of monsters, let's just go through uh what our mm. listeners have. Yeah. Been. So um, a friend says Tiger for, uh, Tiger of the Wind from Monster Rancher. Um, a lot of people said Pokemon because obviously Pocket a monster. I did not think of Pokemon. I'm such an idiot. Yeah, so I was like, um, shit, that was a good idea. <laughs> tons of this kind of stuff, and like, there's a lot of um. Monster raising, taming, breeding type of stuff. Um, uh, somebody said uh, Windolf and Dark from Arc Twilight. I don't know what that is. Unfortunately. I'm a clue. <laughs> um, a friend said um, the God Warrior from Nausicaa. I've uh, oh, the big yeah. red thing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah you also... the thing that wakes up. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. Um, uh, another friend says um, what are the ones from uh, Princess Mononoke and all the big slime. Thing. Um, oh, the the, the uh, when the god turns into the the, uh, the yeah. god of the night or something like that. Yeah, we'll get That's to that. The one. We're, gonna, we'll do, we're still um, doing Monarchy for uh, November, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We, we, we'll, we have actually scheduled that in. 
Um, we've got um, one of my mates says Adam Smasher from um, Edge Runners, even though he's not a monster. He's got his like, uh, and Edge Runners being the new kind of uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I will end up watching. So want to watch that? Yeah, yeah. I'd say me. Yeah, Studio it, Trigger Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also said King Ramsey's from uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, which is is on. Oh, yeah. I really that, wanted to choose something works. from Courage, but I couldn't think. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah, he's got so many monsters. It's like Scooby Doo, really, when you think about it. Um, a friend said Saint Germain, funnily enough, from Castlevania, but it's just like, well, he's kind of morally a monster. He's not technically a monster, so we'll go for Dracula. Um, also, the the monsters and demons from um, Devilman Crybaby. Mm. Um, we've also got uh, the other ones, um, Kid Boo. Uh, my, um, Mr. Matlin says, um, Kid Boo because he's um, not Margin or Super or any other Boo because he's this guy's pure insanity and he's got like this nasty streak and you can see that in him. Um, another one was uh, Clayface and a lot of the monsters from the, anima- oh, uh, Batman, the animated yeah. series, and mm. um, that, that's uh, I recently watched yeah. that um the, the the where he goes crazy with all the TV screens about an animated series. It's, it's the it's the 30th yeah. anniversary in it, so like those mm. clips keep yeah. turning up. And God, that, that's such a good episode. Yeah, that popped up on Twitter actually. Um, yeah, like someone shared that that clip with the uh, Clayface going all crazy in 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 the the room with all like, banks to the windows. Yeah, yeah he's, he's constantly morphing and changing into different different actors uh, that he played, actors yeah. and characters and stuff. I mean, and Batman's just there like. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I'll, I'll just get my bat. What the fuck spray and uh, spray this? <laughs> spray it in my own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> what a horrible day to have eyes. <laughs> I mean, the entire Batman animated series has had like uh, its fair share of really cool monsters. I mean, Mister Freeze isn't technically a monster, but he's got that kind of um, old, I think, Universal monsters feel. Mm. The oh, way yeah, his tragic yeah. backstory is. as well. Yeah, yeah, Man Bat. There we go. I mean, we're going really for that now. I mean. Mm. Um, one of my friends said, um, Alex Scott, he, um, my good friend Al, has said um, the beast from Over the Garden Wall, even though you don't really see him that much. Oh, that's a bloody Which, good pick. God, yes. I, when I seen awesome. that, I was like, he knows his stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. You could put hell. Burke from the trapdoor in with that yeah. and the, the guy upstairs. So we put that in there. Um, mm. The Nowhere King um, from Centaur World from my mate Dean. Um, I've still not seen that yet, but I'm looking forward I to really seeing it. I really need to watch that. Yeah, that looked really impressive. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find if we've got any more. Have we got any other on um, Twitter, uh, Sam? Um, we only had a couple on Twitter. I mean, one of them was, was Batman, uh, the animated series. Yeah. Um, and then um, got, uh, my friend Danielle, uh, Creepy Nerdy Mum, she said, uh, Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. Too, too yeah, sexy? Yeah. Too sexy for the Beast? Too sexy? <laughs> nothing wrong nothing, I, I, nothing um, with that. Actually, uh, our good mutual friend, Theo, uh, his his lovely lady Charlie posted a thing on Facebook earlier that was... Um, uh, Bell from Beauty and the Beast just saying would would have still been totally down to bang the beast. Like, yeah, because like, yeah, like she didn't know he was really a really a human. Should have accepted it. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for when we for, for when we review sleep, uh, for when we review uh, Beauty and the Beast, when he turns around at the end of that, I'm like, ugh, <laughs> just he just bear is the beast. Yeah, he looked. He just yeah. he just minging, mate. Like that. <laughs> uh, she also says. Uh, Daniel also says pain and panic from Hercules. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's yeah, um, the guy from Police Academy in it. The the one, yeah, the, the red Zed. dude. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. what is his name? Oh, I can't remember. remember. He's the proper name. Yeah, he's got. Uh, he's yeah. This is a guy who speaks like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the one. That was fun. <laughs> oh God, what is his name? I was gonna say Gilbert Gottfried, but it's hundred percent not Gilbert Gottfried. But he does have <laughs> no, a he does have a, 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 a yeah, weird name like that. It's like that kind of level of a of name. Oh, God. Stanley levels of um, 
Yeah, um, it, Dan... it'll come to me and I'll just scream it out later on. Uh, and then she <laughs> says, uh, Mike and Sully from Monsters, Inc. I'm like, yep. Yeah, yeah it still yeah. totally counts. No one brave enough to say uh, Adolf Hitler from that from that uh, Donald Duck short from the forties. No, no, no one brave enough. No, no one. Well, <laughs> if I'm including games, dude, there was an Adolf Hitler. I'll give him on in uh, one of the Digimon card games. So, just, oh, right. uh, <laughs> yeah. If we're including games, the the last boss of Castle Wolfenstein was Mecha Hitler. So yeah, yeah. that's my pick. <laughs> that, that's my pick. Just Hitler. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, here's the thing: if we have one for games as well, because they are animated. Um, Raziel and Kane from Legacy of Kane. I mean, come on. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would love an animated. If they animated a, a version of that like they did with Castlevania, just. Mm. And they've recently put out a survey to say that like they're going to revive it. So I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do with that game series. Mm. I see Legacy of Kane. I'll read Abe from Abe's, Abe's Odyssey as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cracking uh, monster design on there. Yeah, just because they're monster designs doesn't mean they're baddies. You know, mm-hmm. not all monsters are baddies. monkeys. Skull Skull monkeys. Monkeys. Oh, yeah. all right then, all right then. Okay, you top trumped <laughs> me there. Okay, yeah. so uh, Dan, what's your pick? Right, uh, thought process I went on. Uh, I didn't want to do anything too obvious. Uh, I started with Ablina from Monster, uh, Real Monsters, because she's oh, fabulous. Yes, monsters. nailed it. But then I wanted to go like, what monsters actually creep me out? What actually like made me go? Bleh. And uh, I, I stumbled upon him and the red guy from. Uh, Karen Chicken. They actually made me feel Ooh, like mm. <laughs> But I actually uh, settled on was the God Hand from Berserk. Yeah, good choice. Because man. I've never watched anything uh, quite like the Eclipse bit from Berserk, which people sh- which people know if you know Berserk. But basically, uh, if you if you read the manga of Berserk, it's completely different to watching the anime because the the anime in the nineties really cuts out a lot of the demon stuff, and it's basically just, it's almost like Game of Thrones in a way, or like. Uh, it's just all this medieval battle scenarios and mm. you go on this journey with the main character called Guts and how he develops and how he joins this mercenary uh, group and you you like you learn all the characters in this mercenary group and he makes friends with them and it's 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 their sort of like uh, how they get on and then right at the end of the series uh, when their leader of the mercenary group has just been like tortured like he's just like a husk almost of himself he sort of makes like a, a a deal with the god hand. There's this thing called a bailit, which is like an egg that's got like weird, like it's like a nose and eye and lips. But when it when it gets yeah, activated, it, it, it turns yeah, it turns into a face and just screams. Yeah. And it's yeah. a critic. If it's Jesus. A, yeah, if, <laughs> if you've ever Sam, you need to watch like the clip of that happening because the animation is so smooth. It, it, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, and and like if it's a if it's what's known as a crimson bailey because there's different sorts of crimson bailey. Oh, it links it links you to the sort of other world, the, the the God Hand world. And if you have a crimson bailey, you can become one of the God Hand yourself. So and basically, the the leader of the mercenary group becomes a God Hand, and he sacrifices fucking everyone at this main juncture of the series and it is just hell on earth it, it is like a bosch painting it's just it's yeah. it's, it's, it's 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 not like hor- it's just as much horrifying as it is just cruel it's it's just yeah. like you're, you're watching characters that you've that you followed for like 10 10 12 episodes just get fucked and like the main character there, there just watches just the worst things happen to all of his friends and everything happening and these, and at the head of it, on this big, massive hand made of just horrible faces, stand the god hand that on the fingers of this big hand, waiting for their fifth member to be born, from the the leader of this mercy thing, and it's just monsters galore, just monsters it's, and demons everywhere, and and like, like just the sights, 
yeah, almost like Xenobites, yeah. And they're just, just at, the, at the head of this big eclipse. And the artwork and the, the situation, I've never experienced it. It's just, just pitch black, dark fantasy. And it's amazing, but horrifying at the same time. So, yeah, the God and my pick for... Yeah, and, and it, it's specifically animated version, but... Uh, I'd, I'd watch I'd watch it first before reading it because <laughs> it ends on that bit. You're like, what, what the fuck happens now? <laughs> and it just ends there. You're like, <laughs> yeah, that's your series finale. It's like, like people going about the Red Wedding in like Game of Thrones now, but fuck me, the eclipse in Berserk <laughs> is something else. It's it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a. I mean, I've not actually seen Berserk, so I mean, that's something for me to kind of look into. I'm just kind of what you were yeah. talking about there. I was just trying to Google stuff and like. Obviously, without watching clips, it's going to be quite hard for me to get the, the full gist. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of look up Berserk and the Eclipse and kind of see what's uh, even that. even it, sound, you, it sounds horrifying. Yeah, even <laughs> if you know what's coming, like the, the first episode of Berserk, there is a bit of demony stuff. You see the main character after everything's happened, but then it just like shock like uh, rewinds. So the second episode is the start of his journey when he's a young guy trying to find a mercenary group to be in. And then the rest of it, you just sort of forget about it. There's maybe one, there's one sort of brush with a sort of demony guy, but then that's it. All the rest is just medieval tactics and war and politics going on and stuff. It's, got, it's really good. And then uh, the best thing to do is just forget about the demon stuff until that be. And even when you know it's coming, it's still rough. <laughs> mm. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's, it's definitely what I'm. I'm looking. Well, I will. I will check out. I'm literally looking up on Google now, so I will. Uh, I give that. I give that a little. Uh, a little go. Um, yeah, that was a quite a fun little topic actually. All, we all had something really different as well. I mean, I I played to type with my silly Looney Tunes characters. I know. Oh, I, 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 I wanted to go. I'd say I looked. I looked through coverage, and I I really would have chose the red guy because he gives me that just that vibe of like just something yeah. right with this guy. I love him. He's yeah, so yeah. brilliant. Like walking on his ass and like yeah, fucking yeah. turning up in different costumes, just being generally weird. And I don't even know what he wants to do. That's the thing. <laughs> just like, weird. Just, just a weirdo. Yeah. What's his so, fucking modus operandi? He's just a weirdo. <laughs> no, we, we were talking about it a bit in the pre-show, weren't we? Like um, like I did think for a long time about having him as my like my choice. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird like villain. Like, yeah, it's like weird, he, like the weird, like thigh high boots and the kind of Doctor Zoidberg claw hands and the the weird, like really handsome, like devil face and the big, like furry, yeah. like yeah, like collar. Like he doesn't what, just oh, want to destroy them; he wants to mess with them. Yeah. Like he just wants to like, mess with them. Like a weird, kind of like desire, like, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. He does. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's. I couldn't pick one, like I says. I just kind of like said a few, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah <laughs> just, just blag it," because I can't, <laughs> I can't. You know, it's not fair. Um, Overlord from Transformers is my favourite monster. <laughs> no, he's a beast, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, universe's universe most uh, evil monster. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So that that was a that was a fun little topic. Um, so I guess let's go into the uh, the old end of end of show stuff. I'm amazing at links. 12 episodes in and I still haven't got much better at it. <laughs> okay, so that was episode 12 of the podcast. Um, yeah, that was a really fun one, actually. I really enjoyed that discussion about the house because I think we all had something a bit different that we took from it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, that was, that was after fun I watched it. Like, I enjoyed watching it. Then I was like, ooh, I wonder what the lads think. And then, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, I can't wait to discuss this because I think we're all going to have different things to talk about. And we did. I think that was really a really nice little uh, nice little touch. 
can we just talk a bit about like the littlest Babadook? Because I've done Dan. <laughs> Dan, when are you making that? Come on, come on, God. tell everybody. Everybody, I mean, up. maybe tomorrow. Yeah, that's it. Sam got it. Sam got it. Tell you what, um, I I was listening back to the episode um, when I was doing my shopping, and the side talk about the littlest babadook when it got to that bit, and I literally burst out laughing by myself in the bread aisle in Asda. Got some very odd looks. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to the episode back, like. Like, I couldn't even be like, yeah, I'm listening to my own podcast. That's a bit weird. But like, and obviously trying to, trying to explain the concept of the littlest babadook to someone who has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Just on <laughs> the moment, start maniacally laughing and throwing bread about, you know, just just like, oh, well, I'm here now. I may as well. <laughs> just just <laughs> eating buns across the aisles. <laughs> What's that, babadook? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to your inner babadook in those situations. <laughs> Should I do babadook? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right, okay. <laughs> we started it all over again. I'm snorting, I can't help but <laughs> Oh, I'm crying. Okay, um, so the uh, the next episode of the podcast will be our Halloween special. Um, we're aiming for a Halloween release. Um, it depends on kind of where we can get together to record it. Um, considering it is a brand new film that doesn't actually come out until the 28th of um, the month, which is a Friday and a normal release, a normal um recording window is a sunday um so hopefully we can get it out quick for uh for the monday for halloween which would be really cool uh which is the the brand new jordan peele animated movie um wendell and wild which i think will be great fun to talk about it's uh um it's henry Selleck, and i love henry Selleck. <laughs> yep uh it's it, yeah mm. it's, it, as soon as i saw the trailer it says henry Selleck, jordan peele my fuck yes yes all the thing please yes <laughs> Although I did realise something, literally. I think I don't know if I mentioned it to you last week, but I literally realised it as... I think I woke up in the morning and was thinking about, like, oh, we're recording podcasts soon, and it clicked in my brain. It's like, we're doing our Halloween special, which is our episode 13. Oh, right, brilliant. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, well how, how much more perfect could it be? Yeah. One of us will die. <laughs> <laughs> which one? You decide. <laughs> Podcast your votes now. Can I do a um, quick shout-out to um, Jorge? Because he won um, a uh, an award, um, I think it was best director for Mayor and the Three. It was a was it a Baf, not BAFTA a um a Emmy. Uh, it was one of the awards, but it, it showed it was very recent. I can't remember, but mm. yeah, um, well done, kiddo. I say kiddo. He's... Friend of the friend of the friend of the friend of the podcast. Friend of the show, Jorge Gutierrez. Um, yeah, congratulations on that. That was a that was amazing. At some point, we are going to talk about. Uh, book of life uh we're going to talk about um may on the three which is amazing if you haven't seen it uh it's like a little uh series on netflix annoyingly series two and three got cancelled so it's just the one season mm. but it still yeah. is um, i think each series was going to be almost anthology based so it takes place in different time periods so you can still watch it as a standalone piece um and i think he has got a deal for a new project whether that's a series or a um or a movie we don't know, but yeah, well, I can't wait to see that. I I think one day we're just gonna have to bite the bullet and just shoot him a DM because he, he follows us on Twitter. Uh, just gonna put that out. Um, that just shoot him a DM. Just shoot him a DM. And be like, hey, any chance you could come and chat to us? Because I think that'd be incredible. <laughs> Jorge, Jorge, hey, 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 hey. Oh no, Dan, well done. You've just lost us. It. Oh shit! <laughs> you ruined it. Killed you it, bastard. I'm fired for the podcast. Uh, so. Yeah, as I was saying, next episode, Halloween special, episode 13. We're going to be talking about the new uh, 
Jordan Peele, Henry Selick joint, Wendell and Wilde. And our topic is going to be even more broad than favourite monster. It's going to be our favourite Halloween animation. So it can be like a single episode of a TV show. It can be a special. It can be a movie. Anything that's about Halloween that you want to talk about. Um, I mean, I already know what I'm doing. Um, I'm not going to say it now because it'll be fun for the... uh, the next episode of the podcast um, so I'll, wendell and wild and favorite halloween animation can i choose something that we it's not been made yet mm. it was babadook <laughs> i'll make it by the time the episode comes out <laughs> please <laughs> oh, okay no no yeah yeah just like, how, uh, many, how many how many episodes brian <laughs> um, just, just a one just a one say, just just a order, season. order a pilot before we go into a, a season order <laughs> i mean we could ask all hey we'd like well, hey, we've got an idea here. Little is Babadook, you know. Got a pitch. Got a pitch Bible yeah. already. Right yeah. The, the pitch is that he's just screaming at people as he's just going about his daily business. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you want to let us know what your favourite Halloween animations are, then please uh, can't get in touch with us at our normal contact information, which is uh, our email address, which is always active. It's always it's checked like every day. It's connected straight to my phone, so anything pings up on there. Um, which is animationactionhour at gmail.com or there's our Twitter account which is animactionpod so any of those you can get in touch let us know your favourite Halloween animations say it can be a movie that's specifically if I can put my teeth back in specifically about Halloween it can be a Halloween special of a a TV series Um, as long as it's animated and it's about Halloween it is eligible Um, so uh, Mr Brian if people wanted to get in touch with you how could they? Um, thank you, Sam. It would be uh, ketchupbeard at gmail.com for my email. Um, I've also got ketchupbeard on um, Instagram. I'm on Facebook, but that's, I think, it's ketchupbeard creative. Um, I will be making a website soon because um, I am very stupid not to have one. I do have a YouTube as well, but it's mainly like stuff I've done in the past and, uh, you know, just some like uh, tests and stuff like that. But I think it's about time I started getting my shit together, though, you guys. I mean, um, I'm on Twitch now and again as well. So, yes, sir. Thank you, Sam. Over to you, Mr. Dan. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Brian. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, If you want to find my stuff, it's uh, www.danielcrew.co.uk. If you'll shoot me an email, it's info at danielcrew.co.uk. And all my social stuff is on Dan Crew Animate, if you want to find me and call me in. Blasted. <laughs> <That's> really... <laughs> I'm trying to turn that into a catchphrase now. <laughs> call me a bastard. Call me bastard a... Duke. Bastard. bastard. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with me, it's super easy. Um, Twitter is the place I'm at all the time, uh, which is at Sam underscore Palmer underscore 37. Uh, there is my website, which is sam-palmer.co.uk. There is my email address, which is sam at sam-palmer.co.uk. If you want to email me and tell me how much of a bastard I am, <laughs> you want to call me a bastard. Uh, there's my uh, YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash x, hardcore gamer x. I have got stuff coming at some point in the future. Um, might be New Year at this point, but I'm going to try and see if I can get stuff out a bit sooner than that. Obviously, we've got other stuff going on. Um more professional ways than taking time to my youtube channel but you know stuff stuff will happen on there eventually be nice to yourself stop being down on yourself you listen listen to you <laughs> just that <laughs> dad of the podcast um, Dadcast. cool so yeah i guess uh we will uh we will leave it there so cheers lads for once again being my amazing co-hosts on the show thank you oh, absolutely no problem there <laughs> and, uh, legend. And, and we will catch everybody 
Um, I mean, I'll catch you two before this, but I'll catch everybody else um, on the next episode where we talk about Wendell and Wilde and our favourite Halloween stuff. So, um, bye-bye. Bye. 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 B